Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Yesterworld podcast. And as usual, here with me is uh, my co-host, Quinn. Hello. Uh, we're, we're back to the normal podcast. The last one was just kind of a uh, in-between podcast because we were both really busy. So we reviewed uh, Endgame, which everyone has seen at this point, I imagine. Uh, but today we're, we're back to the normal theme park stuff. Um, the last episode of Yesterworld was Mark's on the Great Movie Rides. We're going to cover that a little bit, uh, go into some stuff that might not have made it into the video or whatever. Uh, we're going to do another segment of uh, Armchair Imagineering, talking about a ride that some of you guys might like uh, or even love. I know there's like a weird cult following for it, which would be a dinosaur at the at Animal Kingdom. And then finally, uh, we're going to talk about the abysmal Sonic trailer um, briefly because uh, we both have some some feelings on that because apparently they're going to uh, fix the movie even though it comes out in like five and a half months. Um, but uh, with that said, um, we're going to talk about Great Movie Ride a little bit. Um, I didn't watch it until the night before it came out because Mark had been working on it for about 12 <laughs> years. Yeah. Um, and I, I really I really liked it. I always like hearing the, the adventures of Michael Eisner. I think people sometimes get the misconception that... Like I like they you know I hate him or a lot of people hate him or think he ruined Disney or anything and I even went to a um, a event recently where there was an Imagineer who made a comment uh, something along the lines of I'm paraphrasing uh, where he was like you know I I hate it when people talk poorly about Michael Eisner and you know and it it wasn't like in a offensive way it, it just he worked with him so long and he considered him a mentor and so i could totally understand how you know if you knew someone and worked under them and considered them a mentor how it would get frustrating hearing people kind of constantly make jabs at, at eisner and for me it, you know it's not like a black and white thing a lot of it has to do with you know i think in the very beginning of or for like the first half of his time at the disney company he did a lot of amazing things and he really was a, a genius in a lot of regards and so i think it's just in the later years where people have issues, um, but that tangent aside. So yeah, I thought, you know, I, I really didn't want to make it appear in this one, especially because I think it can get tiring if you're always poking fun at someone. That I was kind of just kind of explaining the situation with him and MGM, and I wasn't trying to make it like a negative thing, you know that that he stole, you know, the movie ride from Epcot. Like it was a smart decision and. The Universal thing is a little sketchy where he may or may not have, you know, stolen Universal's idea. But other than that, I, I don't know. I've always had like a I don't know if it's just because of the way that people talk about him. But you kind of I, I almost always think of him as like a, a bit of a, a bit of a buffoon, even though I know he's not. But that's just the way he comes off sometimes. Like when you watch interviews with him and stuff like he just comes off. Like, like a big lovable, like, I, I don't know. He just doesn't, he's not the CEO type, I guess. Like, he has a personality. I don't think buffoon is yeah. the right word. He's just, he doesn't come off like a, a stately uh, CEO that is so disconnected from everything. He just more comes off like you're every man. Like, you know, they say that about yeah. certain politicians where it's like, you may not agree with the way they work, but you could sit down and have a drink with them. Like, that's how I've always felt about Michael Eisner. And it's hilarious to say that because... I'm because there were several Imagineers, so I, I think it was the same one who uh, said that he hates it when he hears people talk about Eisner, and he he literally said that exact same thing. He said that he was like the every 
uh, everyday man type person where um, he said something along the lines of he would, you know, come into work wearing, you know, like a just kind of a casual polo or a casual shirt. Maybe you'd have like a mustard stain on it. And he wasn't like the, you know, parade around in a suit kind of person. And I really admire that. And again, like I do think he did a lot of great for the company. I think it's just it's very easy to focus on the negative of theme park discussions or someone's time at a company. Um, and of course, we don't even know, you know a lot of the information we get are from secondhand sources who maybe worked at the company or heard it from someone who worked at the company. I think in the end, there was issues from what I've read. Uh, you know, he made some poor decisions, but for those early years and with the great movie ride, I think, you know, he, he made a lot of very good decisions and, you know, we wouldn't have a lot of what we have, the good of what we had have in the parks today if it wasn't for him saying that Disney could do more than just attractions based on, you know, their films and animated uh, features. Um, well, I just think if he, hadn't stayed, if he hadn't stayed too long at the party, um, he wouldn't be remembered yeah, in, in the way that he is. Because it's if you actually like are into this stuff, you realize that he wasn't all that bad of a leader. It was just uh, like mm-hmm. I said, he stayed too long at the party. But if you're just kind of like a casual history and you you know the, here and there, you might just think he was the you know the worst CEO in Disney history, which is not not the case. And also, he got followed up by Bob Iger, who right. you know I mean when when we're old. I mean, Iger's going to be looked back as, like, I mean, the reason Disney is what it is. I mean, Disney, even compared to when I was a kid, is just so much bigger. And when I was a kid, Disney was already Disney. Right. Yeah, and I think part of, um, I guess he didn't really have, I, I don't think I talked about him too much. It was more of just the lawsuit situation with MGM and um, and Disney, and, and that's what I always found pretty interesting about the whole story is MGM's involvement in, um, you know, the, the park MGM studios and how they started taking the name off the sign and different aspects of the park, uh, well before, cause a lot of people I have found in looking through like message boards is a lot of people assumed back then that di- the MGM studios was still like advertised by that name in the park. But by that point, by the time they changed to Disney's Hollywood Studios, it had already it's kind of hard to pinpoint an exact year, but they had already been removing themselves from the MGM name. The backlot tour, the MGM was removed from it. Um, the main entrance, the you know, I think I, I think it went as far back as like 1990. I want to say the mid 90s. I'd have to look at the clip. So it wasn't just like that they went straight from MGM Studios to Disney's Hollywood Studios, it was actually something that had kind of been in motion for a long time as partly in result of that lawsuit where, yeah, it was way too much to go into in the episode. Because like MGM sued Disney for various reasons, but there were multiple lawsuits from what I gathered. And some were about the, the aspect of them not knowing they were going to have a working movie studio but then there were others about just the merchandise and then disney countersued mgm because mgm was planning on building their uh theme park in vegas so there's a lot more to it so i tried to just stick with what was very pertinent to the 
to the story. But a lot of people will assume they went straight from MGM. I mean, it was called that when like park maps and brochures, but like even in promotional videos, it was just Disney Studios for a long time. And then they changed it to officially Disney's Hollywood Studios. But it didn't go from like MGM Studios directly to Hollywood Studios, if that makes sense. There was like a long in-between time where more or less they were going by just Disney Studios in terms of the marketing and so they they in, did officially park. call it Disney Studio. I know I've seen pictures of the sign where they just removed the Hollywood part and said Disney St- or the MGM part, but I didn't realize that they officially advertised it as Disney Studios. Yeah, I mean, I you know as early as 1993 in the park promotional and the vacation planner videos, it said you know just Disney Studios, and that again it had to do with the lawsuit because of the the working movie studio aspect, and they weren't allowed to promote that part is MGM. So there's a lot more to it. And it gets really complicated because certain newspaper articles showed certain aspects of the lawsuit. And then there were others and then Disney won, but there were some stipulations about what they could and could promote in terms of the MGM name. But like, yeah. So as far back as 1993, they were known as in different aspects as Disney studios. And then later on, you know, they would remove MGM from within the park. So it's not like they just went from, Disney's MGM Studios directly to Hollywood Studios. There was that really odd in between time where, you know, it's funny they it's funny they decided to name since they were I mean, I think Disney Studios or Walt Disney Studios in Paris opened in 02. Mm -hmm. It's funny they decided to name it the exact same name as they're already going by for their other park. Because I don't think it turned to Hollywood Studios in Orlando till like two thousand eight. Yeah, I think it was 2007, but I don't know, for some reason, just a lot of people, like, if you look at every newspaper article, or not everyone, but a lot of them are like, you know, Disney's MGM Studios is now being renamed as, but for a long time, they really, I mean, technically, yes, they were Disney MGM Studios, but for a long time, they had pretty much disassociated themselves from that name, both within the park and in promotional stuff, so it was... You know, it was kind of a long time coming, but, um, yeah. Well, I mean, the, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say when it comes, when it comes to the movie ride, Mark was thinking like, you know, we talked about Mark's episode and Mark was thinking like the video wouldn't do so great just because he didn't think the movie ride had the following that, and I'm not going to spoil it, but the following that the attraction that I'm doing did. And I was telling him, I was like, I, I think the great movie ride has the most fanatical following of like any attraction i mean at least now because the second something closes then all of a sudden it was the greatest ride of all time and that's the most recent ride to close that people had like a real attachment to like way more so than maelstrom yeah and i think and i touch upon it in the episode but it also really represented kind of the lot like really the last tie to like their original foundation of filmmaking and the magic of movies. That's kind of what I always say where the backlot tour when that closed because, you know, it had been shrink, you know, changing and being reduced in size and por- portions were closed for many, many years before it was finally put out of its misery. But when that finally closed, closed like the entire thing, like that was pretty much the end of their foundation and filmmaking, which was, part of the very reason they you know created the the park in the first place and the animation studio had closed a little bit before that and then so the great movie ride really does symbolize kind of the end 
of the the movie magic, the celebration of movies in general, because, you know, that really was the last tie. I mean, there's obviously still places where there are movie props and there's still places that have movie references. The parking lot signs still have like a like an old fat. There's one. I think it's like Minnie or someone uh, with one of those sitcom uh, monitors uh, filming camera camera monitors or whatever. Um, so there's traces of it, but by and large, the great movie ride was kind of the last tie to that, you know, celebration of the, the magic of movies. And a lot of people were devastated about it. And, you know, I'm always on the fence because I, I loved the attraction, but it really did, I think, need a, it's hard because you can't, it, it would have been very difficult to update because if you removed any scenes, people would have freaked, you know, gone ballistic you and think you so change, more so than just removing it altogether not as much as that obviously i, I think but, people i think people know. would have been pretty open to it because i think i just think most people probably would have agreed it needed an update mm-hmm. um and i mean i i don't know like some of those show scenes there really would be no reason to remove but others uh, i mean some of those movies yeah. uh, people I, that aren't into film would have no idea what movie they're in I think the only one that I could, or I'll say one, two, I'll say like two, I think that it would have gone over okay-ish if they removed it, was the Footlight Parade scene, which is the very first scene, mainly because it, it hadn't worked since after a year the park opened. I mentioned in the episode where, you know, they the da- the, ball- uh, the water ballet women would rotate on the platform and there were these water fountains and it was really cool. And then supposedly, you know, the motion of the platforms caused the foundation to crack, so they turned that off. But then the water fountains, I guess, were flooding this track for some reason, so they turned that off, and they put a scrim over it. And that was all within, like, by the second year of the park, you know, like, after the first year. So that was just, from the, for so long, it was just, like, this shadow of, it, you know, of what it used to be. So I think that people would have been fine with. And then probably um, Tarzan. For some reason, I feel like that would have been okay. But like Wizard of Oz, Casablanca, Raiders. I would have rioted over Raiders. But uh, um, the rest, I think, would have been maybe Sorcerer Mickey since that was supposed to be the tornado scene from Wizard of Oz anyways. But I don't know. I, I think they could have updated it with almost completely new slate of movies and people would have been okay with it. Like Guardians I, I, of the Galaxy and stuff. No, of, not yeah. that. But just movies that are, are are more relevant. Like some of those movies could have been kept and updated. Alien, um, Alien, Indiana Jones, uh, Wizard of Oz. Other than that, I don't know. Most of those, most of the movies featured in that are just. I mean, I know, I know. I'm not saying the movies are, are bad or anything, but they don't connect with 95 percent of the people well, that are on the ride. And 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 that is true in a sense because. I think they would have had to keep the Western and gangster portions in terms of the theme or uh, the genre, but they could have, I mean, there's, I'm sure they could have found a more rev- relevant gangster movie. And again, nothing dissing the movie because obviously it's like a classic, but, um, you know, the public enemy, very, even I didn't know what that was for a long time growing up. Uh, so like the public enemy, not many people know who James Cagney is, so they probably could have done something with him. Uh, I guess maybe John Wayne, although he's pretty 
although I guess with the, his, some of the controversy around him, that they probably would have been more willing to remove his thing. But I feel like he's pretty well known. It would have been—I mean, it would have been really interesting to see, like, in a in a parallel universe, if uh, they had said we're going to keep it, we're just going to update all the scenes and only replace a handful, because that might have gone over pretty well. But again. Uh, I think part of the reason they closed it was just in a way because they just they, they were done, you know, with the whole magic of movies that wasn't their focus anymore. I, it I guess. Their focus anymore. But I mean, they're keeping they're keeping the Hollywood theater facade, which I'm convinced is only because people would ride oh, yeah. if they took it away, which is going to be weird because it's going to be the, I mean, not the Hollywood theater, the, the Chinese, Chinese theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're keeping that, which I am convinced is not because it makes sense, just because they think people would be very upset if they took it away. Um, so I, th- I mean, I think the I think the go the, the move they should have done is yes, update it, replace some scenes that are no longer relevant, update the rest, and then just add one scene with the Star Wars with Star Wars tied into the rest of the park, and there you go. That's yeah. all you need. That's all you need. Now it's gonna be the Star Wars park plus uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway. That's what it's gonna be within the next like four years. Well, Tower of Terror is gonna go away. Rock and Roller Coaster is gonna go away. It's going to be and then Star part of the Wars. Problem, well, part of the problem, too, is, again, nothing against him because obviously there's, you know, it was the smart choice, I guess. But by adding um, Robert Osborne doing the narration, a lot of people were upset, not by like him as a as a narrator or anything, because obviously he has his own um, following, but just that it, it removed a lot of the interaction between the tour guides and the visitors and even maybe interaction is not quite the right word because it's not like Jungle Cruise where they're literally interacting with visitors, but more of just having a live person talk, you know, and and maybe being able to improvise something, which they didn't really do that from... uh, That's one aspect I didn't cover all that much was how the script has changed because I know it has... And I think there were some places you could improvise. Um, if anyone worked on the attraction who's listening, I would love to know if there was ever... Because from what I've seen, pretty much all the dialogue remained mostly the same um, in general. And it never seemed... Like if it changed, it changed for every tour guide. So I'd be curious if anyone who worked on it, if if there was much room for improv, like the Jungle Cruise seems to be, or ways that you could change up the script... Or if it was, you know, more of just the same spiel. But even then, at least you had a live person with their own personality and their own twist. Yeah. But then when you added Robert Osborne, it's just kind of like they would say a couple words or a couple things and then let him talk. And it just becomes almost like a like like viewing a diorama and pressing the button at a museum, you know. I don't think Jungle Cruise would have lasted if it weren't for like the skipper i mean that that's right. the only reason anybody rides it I, I think jungle cruise would have been gone long ago if people just didn't get attached to like that stupid humor which is like yeah. charming you know other and than that very, why go on jungle very, cruise it's very for me it's very hit or miss because there are times and no, no nothing against any skippers um there are times when i go on and they do tend and maybe they have to i don't know um they kind of just stick with the same thing that you've heard a million times and the deliveries vary that, you know, I mean, maybe they just had a long day, but they're just going through the motions. Right. And so you don't really feel 
But that's part of the reason you go on it is because every once in a while you get a great skip. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly, you're exactly right with Great Movie Ride. It's like that takes away so much just knowing that there is no, like, it's going to be exactly the same every single time. You know, at least you'd have that feeling like this could, you know. Because occasionally you get, well, not even occasionally, more often than not. I'm just saying there are times when you go on the Jungle Cruise and whether someone had a bad day or a long day, you can just tell they're going through the motions, which is fine. I understand that. But then then there are a lot a lot of times when you go on it and they do improv a little bit or they deliver it in a hilarious way or I'll hear a joke that I've never heard and I'll always wonder, is that improv or is that just something I would love to I guess I'll have to like we'll have to get a, a skipper on here because I've always wondered how exactly much they're able to improvise, how many different alternate uh, dialogue choices there are because sometimes I go on it and I swear most of it's improv and it's just hilarious some people have that you know that natural um, uh, not chemistry pre- uh, the charisma where just yeah. everything they say is hilarious and even though it wasn't the same way on the great movie ride you're still removing any way of someone being able to change it up whether it's by doing a voice or um, whatever but I'd be curious to know, like, when it comes to skippers, like, who in the, the history of Disneyland is has been the longest serving skipper? Like, was anybody a skipper for, like, two decades? I mean, that's a good... at that point, like, it would get so monotonous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even, even, a, even a job that, like, would probably be super fun at first. Because I feel like people, I, I bet there have been a lot of people that have always thought, like, oh, I want to work at a theme park. And then once they actually work there, they realize that a lot of parts of the job are just like any job. And mm-hmm. it's not fun after a certain amount of time. And I feel like even a Jungle Cruise skipper, which is, I guess I don't, maybe I'm wrong. But I would guess that a Jungle Cruise skipper is probably like a relatively desired job there. I, I, mean, I would imagine it depends on your personality, I guess, if you're the type to want to be in the spotlight, you know. That's true. I mean, I've always thought even like with with what I do, I've always been like, man, it'd be fun to work at Disney or, or whatever. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, um, but I don't know how, how long it would because I, I wonder a if it would ruin the parks for me working there and B, I just wonder how long it would take before it just got old and would just be like any other job. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it just depends entirely on the area you're in or how much you're able to move up and i know a lot of cast That's members fair. tend to hop back and forth between certain attractions and um yeah it's a good question but um well have you ever felt like you wanted to work at a park or has that never been something you've like thought like even maybe i guess in college not or because whatever? i think my first because you know well number one I, until recently i never lived near one but i guess i always was afraid and i've heard this isn't I've heard both cases. Some say it does happen. Some say it doesn't. But I was always afraid it would kind of ruin the magic. Of yeah, the that's parks. what I. That's what I was talking and, about. And and you know, because you know, no, every company has its fair share of um, management that maybe you don't get along with. So then maybe you'll have you would have you know negative experiences with certain co-workers or managers and then that would even if you quit working at the parks that would kind of carry on you know like like if you had any kind of sour experiences while working there you know regardless of whose fault it was that maybe that would carry on into your you know life because you know I as someone who's worked at 
different movie theaters, I know that like I would tend to not go to those movie theaters yeah. uh, sometimes afterwards because it would be awkward if you saw certain people maybe you had a disagreement with or maybe um, there'd be people that would leave on – I was left on good terms, but like you know, there are people that didn't, so then they wouldn't go back. So I always thought like if you didn't leave – a certain attraction on good terms would it i don't know it's just i, I never felt that way about bad terms but i know like my the place i work for my first job i i never go shopping there not because there are any bad terms just because i don't want to go in there and see everyone i used to know and you just want to like you know go yeah. shopping you know what i mean but i don't know i've always considered it because i'm such a harry potter geek i've always been like man i get i know that actually that's a lie i've never considered it i've always just thought it would, it would be fun to, like, work in, like, the Wizarding World section of that park. But I'm sure a lot of people have, like, went down there thinking, like, oh, I'm going to work at... Because uh, I've, re- I've read about, like, the hiring process at Universal. Um, and they thought, like... from what I've heard. Yeah, they thought, like, I'm going to go work uh, in the Wizarding World, but you don't get to choose that. So they might go down there, move down there for that, and then, you know, get stuck yeah. working in a uh, the food booth outside the park or something like yeah. that, like... I don't I mean, know. It's just something. I, I have I a friend. Know. I have a friend who, um, and he might come on the show at some point and talk about some experiences. And he works at one of the Harry Potter attractions, and he and he loves it. And he, the working for them has uh, given him a lot of opportunities, and it hasn't soured any. At least the last time we talked about it, hasn't like soured any kind of opinion or it hasn't made going there as a as a visitor like different but that would be my fear um in working for disney or any theme park really i think that would be way more fun than have like being it being a disney character where you are in character versus like at the wizarding world you're like your own character in that world like you're not allowed to be any right character from the books um, because of, you know, rolling stipulations. Right. So I think that'd be so fun. You could almost like build your own, like, you know, work character that you're in character, but you're in complete control. I don't know. I, whenever I'm at the Harry Potter world, I'm like, man, can I just like get like a temp job here for like a day right. until I'm, or just until I'm sick of it? I don't think jobs work that way, but <laughs> not, not quite. But, um, but to get back to the, um, great movie, right? I think you're right in what you said that it, I guess I kind of underestimated just how I knew it was always beloved, but I, I guess I just kind of forgot just how important um, that was in people's lives. I got one message, um, uh, and it was very uh, heartwarming because the person had uh, I'm trying to be vague because I want to if the person didn't want the story told, but pretty much they were they had a someone that was important to them in their life, and they had written. Uh, the great movie ride and it was uh, the person later uh, passed away and so them watching the video brought back a lot of great memories of them together um, riding the attraction and so I I, I guess I just kind of forget how important that a ride is played in people's lives who are really passionate about it and the fact that this person was able to ride it with someone and have it as like one of their last memories and um, it, it meant a lot to a lot of people. I guess well, I think, be curious to see if they could have, you know, or if they would have, could have, you know, kept it alive. But again, I think that part of their reasoning was they think they really are trying to distance themselves from 
the whole foundation of the park. I don't know where they're going directionally because it's not Pixar land. It's not Star, Star Wars, Wars land. But I, th- I think so. I think it's going to be, I think, I don't know. That's just the, the more and more I think about land, it, I'm just uh, like, is the whole park just going to be most like Star Wars? I don't know why they didn't just do that. I mean, Star Wars could carry its own park, I think, with, without oh yeah, an issue. Sure. So I, I don't know why they didn't just do that. Well, then you have I mean, Toy Story Land, and then you'll have whatever inevitably replaces uh, Tower of Terror eventually, and then whatever replaces and Rock and, Rock and Roller Coaster. Coaster. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know, because you, you are right. There is enough where it can't ever just be Star Wars Park. You know, I think it could. I I think if all they had was Runaway Railway, it could still kind of just be the Star Wars Park yeah. with that you know ride because it's Mickey, so it's fine. But um, it can't be like Disney. I mean, Hollywood Studios like. It, I think it's I just going to be identity less. Really I mean, I don't know how they make it work at this point because you're right. Like, uh, you have Star Wars, you have Toy Story, you have Mickey. Toy Story's Pixar. Uh, Star Wars is Star Wars, and Mickey is the face of the company. Like, what what are they going for here? Yeah, it's just, and that's can be said in some of the other parks, but it's definitely Hollywood Studios has the biggest case of identity crisis at the moment. And I would love to know if they're, well, obviously they're probably aware of this, but how much of it they're aware of, how much of it they have a goal, you know, in mind. If they have, maybe they, I don't know, maybe they found a way to link Star Wars, Toy Story, and Mickey Mouse together, and they're going <laughs> to announce a brand new name, and we'll be like, aha, that's what they're going for. Oh, but as of now, so. it just seems like a like a mishmash of, you know, like... And that's Mickey probably Mouse. what it's going to be, because even Epcot, the, like, the, what we've heard, it doesn't really seem like they have any plan t- to really unite anything. And I think we've talked about this, but the, the issue is just, like, the concept of, like, a Magic Kingdom-type theme park. That works and is timeless, right? Like, right. At any given time, just by the nature of how that concept of park works, it can all it can fit into really any time, and that's also why Animal Kingdom works because nature doesn't change. Nature is still the same way it was, you know, twenty years ago when Animal Kingdom right. opened. Movies and how people view movies has completely changed in the last thirty right. years, and Epcot. I mean, I don't know how they didn't really think of this when they made Epcot, unless they just thought they had like unlimited funds. But technology changes so rapidly by the time something is even implemented at Epcot, half the time it's outdated. So, like, yeah. just the concept of those parks are, like, working against it. And I well, mean, that's why with Future World they're going to – I may not agree with Guardians of the Galaxy necessarily, but they are, you know, because then you'll have Spaceship Earth and you'll have – because they're going to redo – I'm not sure exactly how much of it, but that's going to go down for, like, two years while they refurbish it. Um, then you'll have – you know, mission to I was mission not I always get the I don't know why I always get this wrong. Mission to space no nah, mission to Mars no not mission to Mars spaceship Earth. What's the, what's the I always forget, I don't know why I always do this. The one where you go to space. I know you're talking. I know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, mission space. I don't know, mission space. I always get spaceship Earth and anyway. So like I said space mission space. Too, yeah. So at least they're uniting the whole. Uh, future world together and they're you know they've long abandoned the whole you know um, communicore technology examples so they're uniting at least in theme which I appreciate and I think I think it, based on what they proposed I actually think they're going in a really great knock on wood you know direction in not getting rid of the genre necessarily or not the genre but you know the uh, tone 
the the symbolism or whatever you want to call it of like future world of the world showcase of the land and whatever they end up doing with the imagination pavilion but then you have hollywood studios where it's like where you know it's so all over the place in terms of like theming and it's not they have to change the name eventually because it's not hollywood studios other than sunset boulevard and tower of terror there's really nothing else other, unless they use Hollywood as just like an umbrella term to be like, oh, Hollywood's where the movies are made and you know, Mickey I, Mouse started as a movie I star. I just don't know if they will know? change it. I agree that they probably should, but it's like, I don't really think there is any umbrella you can feasibly tie those together with. And with how close, like, I mean, I don't know, with how close Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster are and also to each other, and also when you consider just what they've been doing do you, do you think those are going to get closed like either at the same time or right around the same time and be tied together and it's going to be like another mini land where sunset boulevard is i don't know because um, pretty much everything is that because i mean mickey question. mouse can be like the you know the centerpiece and then you have star wars land toy story land yeah. whatever they put uh you know in that area yeah. and then really all you have left they at that could. point is muppets right you know they in a way, I guess if they, I don't know how it'd probably be incredibly difficult, but they could almost turn it into a, yeah, they, this, you know, the hub spoke kind of design, like of Disneyland, where to your right is Tomorrowland, up ahead is Fantasyland, to your left is Adventureland, where up ahead is like Mickey Mouse, and to the right is Toy Story, is Pixar Land, to the left is, you know, so I see that they could maybe do something with that. But the problem I have too is like, I'm actually looking forward to Mickey. People have asked in the comments, and yes, I am. I was very sad about the great movie ride going away. Obviously, it was one of my favorite attractions, as movies are a huge passion in my life, and I love being immersed in movies. But I understand from their point of view, again, I would have loved to see a way to update it because I do love movies, but I kind of see where they were, uh, the pickle they were in with it. Um, and, you know, in kind of like having to either do something drastic or replace it because it really had to be updated. But um, Mickey's Railway, I'm exci- I'm looking forward to it because it looks like they are. I think they really knew, OK, if we're going to shut this ride down, we have to replace it with something really amazing. And I really do believe I'm not just I don't think it's just PR stunt because they're. You know, they're promising like a really great original theme song, which we haven't seen in a long time, like something that you can leave the attraction humming and buying the CD. And when you hear it, you get nostalgic for the attraction that you, you know, there hasn't been a theme song like that in a long time or an original story in quite a long time. But I think that could easily have gone in Magic Kingdom, you know? I I agree. I I mean, I guess... Unless we, it's movie centered, I'm not sure if we know the like every aspect of the attraction what it's going to be, but I think it could go in Magic King could have gone in Magic Kingdom somewhere. I mean, I just think where we maybe we differ a little bit is I don't really think there are any attractions that would upset me if they okay. How do I phrase this? The only attractions that would upset me if they closed are ones that there's literally no way they will ever close. Um, other than that, like. I mean, with with a uh, great movie ride, it's like, yeah, I would like it to be there just because it's tied to my childhood, but I agreed it needed to go. It's the same thing with, like, Stitch. It's like, I mean, I kind of wish it was there just because it ties me to when I was on it as a kid, but 
I mean, I mean, I think it was time for it to go. So I, I'm, I wasn't really upset when they announced it was closing. And I think the idea of a Mickey ride is is great. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I, I mean, I, I guess I agree. Could have went though, Magic like Kingdom, going, but Magic Kingdom already it? has so much. It but is weird way, to have your first Mickey ride in Hollywood Studios, though. I will say that, and well, not like the Magic think, Kingdom. Obviously, space is a main issue for this, but you know they could have. Well, I'm just saying hypothetically. Let's say there there was enough space. You know, you could have replaced Philhar Magic with the Mickey's, um, you know, uh, railway because that originally was the Mickey Mouse Review, and in a weird way, it'd be like, oh, we're bringing back Mickey as a starring attraction, you know, it would be like a return to form, you know, but magic kingdom, I guess the difference is magic kingdom doesn't need any help right now. Right. So why time into magic kingdom? There's no reason to magic kingdom is already just unbelievably packed constantly. I mean, I I know that's not your point. I totally get that, but I'm just saying like, if they Um, announced it was going in magic kingdom, I'd be like, wait, you know, I I would be surprised because that's not the park that needs help right now. Hollywood Studios needs Star Wars Land, and then I think that's just going to be a Band-Aid on that for but I, five years, and then it's on to Epcot. And I agree with that, but I think that's the problem when, and again, I'm not, I know business-wise and financially it's a completely different reasoning process, um, but I, I, I think that's kind of a scary, not scary, because obviously it's, you know, <laughs> it's not affecting my life all that much, but a slippery slope when instead of saying, okay, Mickey Mouse Railway, it's going to be a great attraction. Let's fit it into the park where it fits the best in terms of its narrative, in terms of its style and genre or whatever. And instead it's like, okay, we have this great idea for an attraction. Which park needs help? Which park needs more attendance? You know, I, I think that's a dangerous way to, to think about it because then you're just, you know, putting it you're not thinking about well, where it's going it's in terms a, of its it, in terms of how it's going to feel thematically that's the word i'm looking for like you know that's because that's really important to me like the thematic experience of a park where you feel like everything's there for a reason and my fear with hollywood studios is that it's just going to become the park that they put things because the park's not doing as well as the others you know and not with no regard to the theming and whether it matches you know what I mean? Well, personally, like, I just think that's kind of a lost cause at this point. Like, the theming there, I, I don't think there's really any salvaging it to it being, like, a cohesive theme there. Um, but I guess... Which is sad, I think. I think that's really sad. I, I, I agree, but at the same time, I just think they backed themselves in a the corner yeah. with the way they... I mean, that the, the idea of that park was flawed from the beginning. Um, it, it's just something that... I mean, yeah. even I mean, even then they must have thought how much film had changed from 1969 to 1989. They had to have known 30 years in the future, you know, the the entire concept of the park would be null and void. Um, I mean, with, with technology, at least technology is always evolving. You know, with, with movies, yeah. I mean, even in the late 80s with home video and stuff, that kind of curtain was already being lifted. Um, I mean, not even kind of it. It really yeah. was. It just wasn't as accessible as it is now. Um, but well, I mean, I guess I don't do really mind because failure Holly- of the, sorry, uh, of the no, go ahead of the whole production working studio. That I mean, that there's a lot into the equation because yeah, right. you know that might have changed it had had they really you know between Universal and them, their goal was to make Hollywood of the East and have all the productions going on down there, and I think that affected it 
pretty hardcore in terms of uh, it's long lasting, but you're totally right because um, I don't want to say it was flawed foundation, but it was definitely uh, not suited for the long term unless you are a universal where you can get away with it because it's all movies, you know. Well, so maybe it's it, just hindsight, you know. Uh, you know, hindsight being 2020, but it's like I just don't know how they ever thought a Hollywood of the East was a good idea. Everything was already centrally located on the yeah. West Coast. Like, did they never think? I mean, I'm sure they did, right? Like, how much extra money that costs and getting your actors to come. I, I just don't know. I mean, that I, honestly, with both of those parks, I'm like, with Universal and with Disney, I don't really know why they thought that was a good idea in the first place. I mean, if you're going to build an active it. production park, Disney, yeah. do it where California Adventure is. I mean, then at least it's on the East Coast. It probably would have been way more successful than California Adventure was. Um, yeah. At least it's a good idea for a park. It's not California in California. I mean, if we, I, I mean, if I built a Wisconsin park in Wisconsin, nobody would come because plot twists were already in Wisconsin. Um, well, again, a lot of it had to do with competition between Universal. And, there's actually a lot because I've seems always to have I've a always, recurring theme of that, though. Like, here's an well, idea, and then now he's going to do it himself. Well, I've always touched on in like several episodes I've kind of touched on the whole Hollywood of the East thing, but I have legitimately thought about doing an entire episode kind of like why Hollywood of the East failed and not talking about like a specific ride or a specific attraction or specific aspect of the park necessarily, but why the idea failed. Cause there's a lot, you know, th- because when you look at uh, where they were coming from, it, it made sense and it, it seemed like it could work, but there were just a lot of factors they didn't consider that kind of piled and up and up and up. And um, so I think that'd be a fun standalone episode to do eventually, like why Hollywood of the East failed in general. Um, I'm just yeah, not, I, yeah. I mean, just, you know, I, I know maybe you're a little more like attached to it than I am, but where I don't get too upset about like the theming going away at Hollywood studios is because I've always, especially for the last decade, I just think the theming there has been so weak. It, it, it's honestly better just to rid themselves of it, you know? Uh, I, I mean, I just, I just don't think theme. it works anymore. <laughs> like, A themes, because I guess that's the thing. Like, I, I, I like it when parks have a very distinct identity, and I don't want it to become, like I said, I would rather, and again, this is just not i'm not coming from a business side but i would love it to be like we have an idea for this attraction let's choose the park where it fits best thematically versus we have a great idea for an attraction which park needs the most help okay we're just gonna shoot it horn it in here obviously with magic kingdom there's more leeway because you have you know you have a frontier land you have a you have a lot of themes and genres so it's easier to just put any almost anything in magic kingdom uh in a way, within reason, you know, because if it's a futuristic ride, boom, you have Tomorrowland. If it's a old Western ride, boom, you know, fantasy, you have that. Adventure, adventure spans all over the place. But with Hollywood Studios, that's where it's trickier because it is a very distinct theme. And a lot of it does probably hinge on Tower of Terror, Sunset Boulevard. Um, I, I would just tend to think, and I don't know if you curious. agree with this, that it's just it's too it's kind of too late to really have a cohesive theme there. Well, you know, yeah, with, with especially with a uh, Toy Story, because I guess it, maybe the theme is just movie franchises. That's what I mean. Which, that's what I'm saying, and I think they could. I, I mean, we've already talked about this, but I think they could pull it off fine. Where it's just, you know, if they do change, um, 
you know, Sunset Boulevard into its own thing, and they, you know, they rethemed Tower of Terror and a rock and roller coaster, which couldn't be further from, you know, being thematically similar, to, you know, both a single franchise or both, you know, connected in whatever way. They'd have to be in the same franchise, actually, if it's going to be this movie park. But then we've already talked about, because after that, is there anything other than the Muppet area? I, there isn't, right? You know, Indiana Jones. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, in terms of, like, attractions? Yeah. I mean, not unless you count, like, Voyage of the Little Mermaid and um, the Nick Jr. Playhouse, which used to be a restaurant. Um, well, Nick Jr. And, Playhouse uh, can go away. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, because we've talked about this, you know, you have Galaxy's Edge, and then you have Star Tours right down the way. Say they retheme the Muppets into a Muppet Vision 3D Star Wars edition, then you've got like that whole area in the auxiliary area, Star Wars. You've got Toy Story Land. You've got whatever they do with Sunset Boulevard, and Mickey Mouse is the hub. I don't know. It could work. It's still gonna be terrible, terribly themed. But at least it's not just a complete mishmash like it is right now. Yeah, I, I think it could work. I, I I would be very surprised if they didn't, and maybe they don't, but I would be very surprised if they don't have something in mind. I don't think they would just throw together a Toy Story Land and then a Mickey's ride. If they didn't have some sort of eventual plan to somehow even loosely tie everything together and maybe it, maybe it will just be maybe they'll call it disney's hodgepodge park where it's just <laughs> I was literally just say that, yeah. it's just literally like hey we don't know like, disney's melting you know, pot yeah just like, something like that you know, anytime yeah i i just i i guess i disagree just because you know you say you don't think they would throw together toy story land but that's literally exactly what they did i know you mean they wouldn't just throw it with no idea long term yeah. but still like you know even you know they literally did just throw it together so there could be something there. And I, I am convinced that is the only reason. I don't think much thought. I mean, I think Toy Story Land, I haven't visited it yet. But from what I've seen, I don't think it deserves, like, all the hate it's getting. But I do think they picked Toy Story only because it, it was pretty easy to be able to do a Toy Story Land compared to, like, any other franchise work-wise. Well, and it made sense because Midway Mania was over there and, and Pixar that, exactly. Place and, um... I would love to see, and it'd be really difficult, I guess, but like a Pixar, well, I'm not saying that, like, oh, they should build it, but I guess I could have almost seen them doing like a whole mini land where one, you know, Toy Stories in one, then you have finding, well, I guess it'd be hard with the non-franchised Pixar movies to make a, you know, I like think they Coco have land or, I think, I mean, I, I think a whole Pixar park could work great. I mean, you have the Incredibles, you could have an entire Metropolis you have Toy Story Land, which already is Toy Story Land. Yeah. I mean, radi- radi- there's no Radiator Springs in Orlando. You could do Radiator yeah, Springs. That's, um, that, that's one of the things that maybe I'm alone, or not alone in this, but I, I would love to see them bring Radiator Springs racers to Orlando. I love that. I, I, I really enjoy the first Cars movie. I feel like a lot of people don't, but I really do like the first Cars. And after that, eh, not so the much. The third but, one's good. What are you talking about, Mark? <laughs> True. I wait. Which is the third? You don't like the uh, third one? I mean, nah, wow. it was fine. I'm it was fine. Up. It was. It was better than this. It was far better than the second one. I just didn't. I think that's an insult. Love it. 
But yeah, even probably. even comparing it to the, the second one was an insult. It was very well. I mean, the animation was incredible, and I thought it was a good story overall. I'm not like I didn't again. I didn't hate it. I just was. I was very. I was whelmed, as I like to say. I was. I was like, oh, it's good, better than. All right, you know, Mark, um, you got you got to stop. You're driving a rift between us. I don't know. Part three was fantastic. But what was my uh, point? Uh, oh no, I'd Radiator love to Springs see Radiator Racers. Springs Racers because uh, that is a fantastic. I, I just love, love Radiator Springs. Movie. Period. I mean, oh yeah, it's, it's so player. great. I, I mean, I doubt you played it, but when I was a kid, there was like a tie-in cars game um, for the movie, and it was incredible. Like, I didn't play it, but I do remember it. It was amazing. Like, for whatever reason, when I was young, you know, 9 out of 10, those, like, tie-in movie games get such a bad rap. But, like, like I wouldn't even say 9 out of 10. I'd say, like, 3 out of 4 of them were bad, but, like, 1 out of every 4, like, for whatever reason, yeah. they put, like, a bunch of heart into it. And that was one of them. The Toy Story 2 game for PC, I don't know if anybody played it, but it changed my life. Just throwing that out there. Well, those, that's a whole other topic, but because they don't really do them as much anymore, but they were always so hit or miss. You'd Like you said, you had the ones where they you could tell they really put uh, a lot into it. One of my favorite examples of, and maybe it hasn't aged well, I haven't played it in forever, but like I loved the King Kong video game that they made based off Peter Jackson's King Kong, and I don't think that felt forced, but then you had... Um, others where you would play them and be like they they literally just use the license of the movie as like a way to put out a, a crappy I mean they don't do game. any anymore it's it's actually kind of crazy to me because I think they would still sell unless it's Lego yeah well that's exactly it but I mean it's it's so one thing that's insane to me is how big Marvel is and the fact that they don't take advantage of that I mean if they made a game for every single movie it would sell insanely well they're finally doing an avengers game but it's like disney's just scared of video games for some reason like i think it's kind of like what you said it's um it's just hard because maybe i i actually don't even know what my point i had a point and then i lost it but maybe we'll see a resurgence of it maybe it's the reputation of them that um has i mean i'd buy them I, I, I would buy them. I loved them as a kid. I, when I was a kid, they made tie-in movies for everything. It was like... I mean, every Harry Potter movie had like four different games made for it. And everybody remembers them, and they all sold. So, I will back. say I'm I sick do, of Lego. I fondly remember the Lord of the Rings games, especially Return of the King. I think it was either that or Two Towers, where I, I played that game endlessly in the the battle of helms deep i'd be curious to see how that holds up today but i do remember the battle of helms deep just playing that section over and over and over again because i wanted to get every little thing and play it with every character so i do remember the lord of the rings games being in my i might have nostalgia goggles on but i remember them being pretty amazing i remember i remember the game for terminator 3 rise of the machines um and most diehard terminator fans agree that's by far the best of the terminator films of course. Um, but anyways, I remember that. I remember the game for that was. I mean, that if they made a game for that, that just goes to show they made a game for everything. But I don't know. We, we probably shouldn't get into that. I could talk about tie-in movies or tie-in video games all day because that's like all I played as a kid. Um, well, I guess we can go ahead and uh, hop up because that's pretty much all I had to say about Great Movie Ride. Other, I, pretty much every you know, the, as anyone who's watched it knows that it is a very lengthy 
video. And the reason is, is I just wanted to, I figured if I'm going to be doing the great movie ride, you know, there's a bajillion articles talking about secrets and things that, you know, trivia. So I didn't want to focus as much on trivia. I just wanted to tell any aspect of it that I felt hadn't been given much light such as the uh, the unfinished and unbuilt and canceled parts of it, like the Wizard of Oz and the original finale and then Ghostbusters and all that. Um, so there's really not much else to talk about, like, you know, in terms of, uh, I guess the only thing I really didn't include in the video, and I'll say it here just in uh, case anyone didn't know, but I guess supposedly the Great Movie Ride was originally all going to feature live actors in the entire thing, so, like, there would be actors portraying Mary Poppins and Indiana Jones and um, stuff. But obviously, that's not the most logistical. Um, and so that I think that was abandoned by the time it left Epcot. So it didn't stick around all that long. But other than that, uh, that's pretty much it. So I guess we can hop on over to the, you know, our segment Armchair Imagineering. Yeah, I, uh, we, I don't know how much armchair Imagineering time we have because we went like a, an hour just on Great Movie Ride, but uh, um, I don't know how strong how strong of feelings you have on Dinosaur. Well, my... I guess we should probably explain what it is quick, just in case. Oh, yeah, because we did it last time, kind of, but I guess for anyone who didn't, hit it in, uh, who didn't watch the last one. Well, basically, this is just, you know, for those of you guys who are familiar with the term armchair uh, armchair developers, um, which, you know, it's a pretty common thing on the internet where uh, gamers are constantly telling the devs how to make their own game. Um, sometimes sometimes not rightly so, and sometimes rightly so. But we're going to do armchair Imagineering. We're, we're going to talk about, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's Disney or Universal, um, but we're going to, you know, pick a ride or attraction or it could be a restaurant or really anything that's kind of in a weird place. And, you know, people are kind of wondering what they're going to do with it or what they should do with it. And we're going to we're going to talk about what we think, because me and Mark are uh, we, we clearly know better than Imagineers um, from our from our desk chairs. We're going to talk about what we think would would best be done with uh, these attractions. And this week, uh, Mark wanted to do Dinosaur. Yeah, and it doesn't really um, tie in with anything in particular. Um, there there might be some episodes that tie into this directly, but obviously Great Movie Ride's gone, and we already kind of went into that. Um, but I think with Dinosaur, I think for me what it is is that the potential of it is so incredible, and I'm not trying to um, knock, any, on, eh, knock on anyone who doesn't, knock on anyone who loves it because I, I could totally understand how it could be your favorite attraction. Um, I enjoy it. I usually go on it whenever I go to Animal Kingdom. I think it's fun. The problem I have with it is just how, you know, there's always attractions where you go, oh, originally it was supposed to be bigger and better and larger. But with the Dinosaur, I think that's just a huge example of just how shortchanged it ended up being because of all the, you know, budget constraints and the budget cuts and that's part of why beastly kingdom never became a reality but like if you go if you look at any concept art um there's a few in particular it really shows that initially as initially envisioned it was going to be very similar to indiana jones to where you truly felt completely immersed like in indiana jones you feel like you've completely been immersed into 
you know, the Indiana, um, like a like an actual lost temple, like from the beginning of the ride to the end, you never feel like, in my opinion, like on you're on a ride. You're just on this amazing journey. There's always something to look at. There, there's always something going on. There, you you could ride it a million times and not notice every little detail because just the craftsmanship of the of the show scenes alone is just that's why it's my favorite attraction of all time. But um, I mean, I, I will say, uh, to speak in Indiana Jones, I, I don't think I don't think even people that love the ride or many I don't think many would argue that even if you like dinosaur, it really doesn't hold much of a candle compared to Indiana Jones. I mean, it's kind of they're completely different beasts, right? Because and that leads to my problem with dinosaur is that again initially it was going to be very similar to Indiana Jones in that way where you truly felt immersed into like the Jurassic period and there was always going to be something to look at and something to see and something was going on but so much of the ride is just going from one set piece and then going through a long patch of darkness and then another set piece and then a long patch of darkness and then another and there's nothing really other than the narration tying it to or visually tying it together you know you never really at least i never feel like i'm in the jurassic period i always feel like i'm just going from set piece to set piece to set piece and while they are very good and they're very entertaining i've just never ridden it and felt immersed into that world like the concept art alludes to because even though indiana jones's concept art changed the idea of it never wavered in terms of that total immersion and again a lot of it had to do with budget um constraints of why they couldn't do what they wanted to do but i think it has so much potential and i'm not at all saying like oh it should go away because i think it just if they redid it and removed the all the i don't know how many there are of long stretches of pitch black darkness and really just restructure it in a way to where you do truly feel like immersed into the Jurassic period where there's always something to look at and every time you notice something different I could be wrong but I don't feel like that would be like the most difficult thing in the world to do and I feel like it would give it more uh, longevity into the future I mean you think they should you think they should change the name too because the name was the name was changed to tie into the movie right but they didn't change much about because wasn't it called like Countdown mm-hmm. to Extinction before? So today, yeah, it's. I, I guess I always thought it still was in there, but yeah, it was Dinosaur Countdown to Extinction, and then they changed it to tie in with the movie to just Dinosaur. So they could even just revert back to the. I I maybe this is controversial, but I do think that it would benefit from re- removing itself from the movie. I mean, uh, does anybody remember that movie at this point? I I liked it as a kid. I just think it's too, too dated to to where I don't I, I just don't feel like it's necessary. I felt it it in the beginning it from the the from a when they did change the name and uh, everything cuz I didn't realize for the longest time that the finale was completely different. You know, there was like an asteroid that would um you know, instead of the whole Aladar thing and him holding up a tree uh it, most of the ride was the same, but the narration and the whole uh, narrative of the the story, the plot of the ride was different, and it ended with like a giant meteor um, heading towards your vehicle, 
And I guess that's technically kind of still in there, but now it's, you know, they try to tie it around the movie Dinosaur. So I feel like, A, if they went back to just the original title, removed the dinosaur references, not that they're distracting necessarily, but I don't think they're necessary anymore. And just, you don't even have to get rid of any of the show scenes. Just, like, expand it, make it... And again, I know they're probably not going to put millions of dollars into an attraction that already does very well, but... I just feel like they could make it like this truly incredibly immersive experience where everywhere you look, you're surrounded in all these trees and vines and there's something going on everywhere you uh, look. And uh, obviously Indiana Jones has a few periods of darkness, but overall you always feel like you're in this temple on this adventure. And with Dinosaur, it just pulls me out whenever there's like a long stretch of darkness. And I'm like, okay, I'm literally not looking at anything. And then, I don't know, it's always just felt kind of disconnected. I just, to me. this is something that I think we'll come back to a lot just on the podcast in general, but I, I don't, I just don't think anything's going to happen with it for a while again, because just like magic kingdom, animal kingdom, isn't the priority right now. Um, right. I, I just think dinosaur is just going to stay the way it is because like you said, it already does fine. Well, I think it will too. And animal kingdom doesn't need any help. And just a question, cause I'm not familiar with like the lead up to it was this was the ride ever supposed to be another Indiana Jones or is that why the track layout is the same or well it's like I said when you look at concept art it's very clear that it was never intended to be just set piece darkness set piece like but was it ever intended to actually just be another temple of the forbidden eye in Orlando or no well, not literally, but I think the fact or like that they Indiana the Jones-esque, because I've heard a lot of people suggest that. In terms of the immersion, yes. And not in terms of the literal, obviously, like a, a temple or anything, but in terms of the immersion based off the concept art and the fact that they use the same ride vehicles and the same track layout, I really do feel like that was the intention. You know, I feel like the concept art, and it did change a little bit. The later concept art does allude to it being more of a, set piece uh centered kind of experience but when you look at the early stuff and there's just i mean maybe it never was and it was just a fantasy concept i don't know but i I always got the idea and impression from what i've read and from the concept that it was supposed to be this you truly felt immersed into this world and there was always something to see and you know it wasn't just like however much percentage of the ride that's mostly pitch black well, I ask because, and I, I've always thought it was odd, but I constantly see people suggest because a lot of people, Dinosaur is like kind of an oddly divisive ride where like people either love it or they don't hate it. They either love it or they think it should go. Like those, those are the two opinions I see the most. Um, and pretty consistently, I see people suggest that they turn that whole... Um, oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. So I was wondering, was that ride originally supposed to be Indiana Jones? And that's why people suggest that. Wouldn't that be great, though, to have, like, an Indiana Jones ride set during, like, the Jurassic period? I would love that. I, that's why I've always, I was always so confused by people those suggestions because, I mean, Indiana Jones, how is that Animal Kingdom, you know? But people suggest it a lot. I mean, if they did, yeah, like, yeah. You maybe you have a ride where you're, you're swinging on vines with Shia with the uh, monkeys, then sure. Um, but overall, entire, it's like... It's the entire ride. No, I... I go for it. There were a lot of rumors early or last year, I believe, of, or at least I feel like I kept seeing articles pop up like, oh, 
Indiana Jones set for Animal Kingdom. And even I, like, I, Indiana Jones, Temple of the Forbidden Eyes, my favorite ride of all time. So obviously I would love to have it down here because I sorely miss it and I haven't been on it in over three years. And that's the longest I've gone without being on it since I was like eight or something. But I don't know if it, I mean, then again, if Pandora can fit, if Avatar can fit, I'm sure they could find a way that Indy's world could fit. I guess. That has been a rumor. But don't you think they would have to, like, at least center any ride with Indiana Jones around animals of some sort? Because otherwise it's just a sore thumb. in some way. Yeah, it would be really awkward to be, like, a temple, you know, because... that wouldn't work. It have to, even avatars, you know, like very centered around the forest and nature and animals. Um, so that's probably not the fair argument, but I think it would have to somehow tie into animals. You're right. I hadn't really thought of that. Um, Cause really animal be, kingdom is well themed overall. I, I actually think Pandora works really well, even though yeah. I don't, and you like avatar way more than I do. Yeah. Um, but at least it's centered around the tree of life. I mean, what's more nature than that? That's true. I misspoke, but I think you're right because I never thought of that. Where, because obviously, unless you change characters and timelines and add time travel, which please do not. Like, no, I want them know, to do that. That sounds oh, amazing. No, that that would be. It, could, it doesn't I, I have would, to be canon. In the end of Jones, that, just set I, in the Jurassic period. That's amazing. No, no you, not, would, you not, wouldn't. Not want my that. cup of tea. Are you seriously saying not. you wouldn't want that? You wouldn't want Indiana Jones want, beating up a dinosaur. Not unless it's a... No. Tweet at us, listeners, if you made it this far in the podcast, are you on board with Indiana Jones beating up a dinosaur? Because I am. I would be fine if uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, they can do that. I don't care. But not Indy. I don't want to add any kind of bizarre campiness to it in that way. I think it would ruin a lot of... uh, I don't think Mark knows Kingdom of the Crystal Skull exists. No, I do. I just try to forget about it. I don't know. I would love that. I would love for them just to go full schlock. Like no, not with Indiana. Do that with any any other franchise. But that would that would make me actually very legitimately upset (laughs) if they were like pushing Mark's buttons here. But I would be really. I'd be like, nope. Even in a park, if it like wasn't canon. No, it's stupid. <laughs> Why? It's not. It doesn't I have to. I don't. I want. And the reason I love Indiana Jones is the whole aspect of exploring. You know, but lost he's beating up dinosaurs, abandoned temples. Dinosaurs like let that's its own. Let that be its own thing. Make it a, a caveman. It, you okay, know, let me put it to you this way. Okay, dinosaur right. hunter. I'm gonna take you down an equation here, right? Okay. Indiana Jones, awesome or not awesome? Well, yeah, obviously. Answer, awesome or not awesome? Awesome. Okay. Dinosaurs, awesome or not awesome? Awesome. Awesome plus awesome? Sounds... Well, that's uh, a terrible It's awesome. So, Indiana Jones plus dinosaurs, double awesome. I don't know. You just get... Well, you could say Lord of the Rings plus Lord of the Rings, awesome, dinosaurs, awesome. Lord Lord of the the Rings Rings plus dinosaurs? Even better. That's where we. I guess we found our. Uh, our. Uh, I don't know. I love. I love Schlock. I, I don't know. We don't need Jurassic World anymore if we have Indiana Jones, um, in the Jurassic period. I don't know. Oh, I, that, I actually would, really am curious. I cry. I'm surprised. I was actually surprised you weren't on board with that. At least for a ride. That sounds amazing. Oh no. It, it would. 
maybe if I wasn't such a huge fan of the films, but I would be, I would be number one. I, I feel fairly safe that that's not going to become a reality because again, they would have to add some sort of time travel element, and I'm pretty sure there's no way that would. Well, then again, I didn't think they would add aliens. Um, anything, yeah, anything's possible after Kingdom of the Crystal. Star. They would have to do time travel, and then that would just be. I, they, I don't why don't know. they just? They just don't need to explain it. Like, it could be a dream. Like, okay, well, that, like that, no. you're in the pre-show. This, okay, this is how you do it, right? You're in the pre-show. Uh, it plays the scene from Temple of Doom when they're on that cargo plane, and Indy lays back and puts the hat over his eyes to go to sleep, and then that's his dream. And then at the yeah. end, he wakes back up and he does the raft thing. I just Disney execs, if you are listening, you better cut me a check. Yeah, I would, I would, I would turn in my annual pass holder and say I, I've given up. I'm, a, I'm my, actually kind of upset that you're not on board with this. If I'm being, I would, completely I would honest. be livid. As far as livid as you, again, like you know, as far as you can be about that kind of thing, I would be, I would be just like this is the dumbest idea. I probably would be so upset I wouldn't even support it by writing it. I just don't want to see Indiana Jones riding a dinosaur. It's the dumbest thing I've ever, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I'd rather have Figment riding a dinosaur or something like that. The Figment is a dinosaur. That's true. Hey, maybe they could bring Figment into uh, Animal Kingdom. I feel like that would get people angry. But I do feel like there could be, you know, jumping back to reality, I do think there could be a way to somehow thematically tie an Indiana Jones into Animal Kingdom. There's got to be, like, some way, you know, because obviously, I don't know, maybe he's exploring, um, there's an artifact or, I don't know, I'm not even I don't think it would be that, I don't think it would be that difficult. I, I think the fact that they don't utilize Indiana Jones more in the Orlando parks is kind of a, kind of a shame in general, because it's... Why not? I know there's room, kind of going back to uh, uh, Hollywood Studios, I know there were rumors for quite a while that, again, first, I don't know how much of this is true, but first I heard it was going in Animal Kingdom because it was going to be like a, because they already have this like excavation center area for kids. So it was going to be like, oh, kids can be like little, you know, uh, like that could tie in somehow to the indie, like looking for artifacts. Um, but I know I had heard a lot of rumors as well. I thought that it was going to go, that eventually they were going to remove the stunt show or or at least have it be part of it where Indy would go in Hollywood Studios, um, which again, going back to the theme of movies, that could work. You know, you have Star Wars, you have Indiana Jones. I think, you know, if they... See, that's, uh, yeah. Those are franchises that could go hand in hand, but then you have Toy Story. Well, it's still a move. I guess then even Mickey, I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with Hollywood, to my knowledge. But like a big, sure. like a blockbuster land, that could have worked. Indiana Jones, Star Wars, yeah. whatever else. I mean, that could have really could, worked, actually. That could, you know, still kind of work. Technically, Mickey Mouse was a, you know, he wasn't like a movie star originally, but, you know, all the shorts. Um, I don't know. I guess my main thing is I wonder how much of it is them just kind of, you know, just kind of go like running around like a chicken with their head cut off and how much of it is them having a plan. But I, but going back to dinosaur, I do, I don't want to see it go away, but I do think, I I mean, I would love to see it redone, keeping the elements people love, removing the dinosaur theming of the movie that no one remembers, or I remember it, but that, I mean, you know, it's because 
I remember seeing it in theaters, but I don't have any strong attachment to it, and I don't feel like the vast majority do. I'm sure there are people that do, but the vast majority probably wouldn't care that much. So remove that and just really just fill in the dark spots. And I know it costs a lot more money and there's no way they probably would do it, but, you know, make you feel like you're in, in a, you know, an actual jungle, make it like the, the temple of the forbidden eye, but in a jungle where there's just constantly stuff going on. And I'd be curious if it could like to see that with the lights on, how much space there even could be. Cause I don't know exactly if it's structured literally like temple where, you know, it has like this massive showroom where they could do that with, or maybe it's just a bunch of corridors. I can't tell because the lights are off the, you know, half the time you're in complete darkness. Well, to give my closing thoughts, I, I actually think they should just completely redo it. Um, I think the only thing they should keep dinosaurs. No, I was going to say, I think the only thing they should keep is just the theme of dinosaurs. Because I think taking them out of the park would be like a step back. Um, because everyone loves dinosaurs, yeah. and they'd have um, to change the uh, the entrance. Well, just yeah, just keep keep the yeah keep that obviously, and keep, you can keep the track layout, but change everything else. Um, just do something completely different. Actually, immerse us, and if possible, add Indiana Jones. Yeah, uh, I, I you had me up until that last that last comment. I, was I had you in the first half. Yeah, the first 90%. But another area I think that it's not dinosaur, but I guess it makes sense, is that I think that I forget the name of the area. It's not Dinotopia. Maybe it is Dinotopia, but the whole area with the carnival and the, um, you know, the, that coast Splash area. I always stuff. forget the name of it. The Tilt's a world. I'm terrible at names if people haven't gathered by now, remembering uh, the primeval world, I think. And that was originally supposed to be very much like a Thunder Mountain esque coaster but like with dinosaurs and stuff um ish so i think that whole area they could make that one big new attraction technically unless they can't bear to lose the money they get from all the carnival games yeah i mean it's a nice pretty open area of the park whenever you're there but um i mean i i don't know that whole i i just really don't think that's why i was so surprised when there was that news a few uh, a while back that they were going to add a lion king ride to animal kingdom i was just like because i personally i'm convinced they're going to do close to nothing in animal kingdom and magic kingdom for the next few years yeah Um, probably i think they're just going to get left alone you know maybe maybe a small thing here and there but other than that i think epcot's the next big project just like galaxy's edge has been um, or just like more Hollywood studios has been lately. Um, and then after that, maybe then they'll start because I think it's almost like a never ending cycle. Oh, Tron. Tron's been constructed as we speak for uh, Tomorrowland. That's it's, one of the, it, it's weird because Tron has been being constructed for so long, but like compared to other rides, I feel like nobody talks about it. Like at least compared to runaway railway and galaxy's edge and stuff. I never hear anybody talking well, about the Well, they only recently coaster. officially began construction, and they offici- I think it was only, I could be wrong, but I think it was only a few months ago that they closed. Uh, I always call it Autopia, but that's not. <laughs> that's Disneyland's version, the raceway. Again, terrible with names, but it's been in development for a long time, but now they're finally beginning construction. Um, but it's I think one of those things that will probably right, be great. That, are you excited for that? Sorry, I... Both I am just because I, I've, I'm not like necessarily a huge fan of the Tron movies, but I love the world and the and the, 
environment. Like yeah. that was my, f- I wasn't a huge, huge fan of the new Tron in terms of like the story, but I love that world and it had an amazing soundtrack and I loved the visuals a lot. So being able to ride a, a light cycle and have really cool visuals going on, I'm on board for that. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, I guess maybe that's why. I just I, I've seen like people do construction updates and stuff, and I, other than that, I just feel like people are talking about it. Maybe it's just because it's so early on, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to, I think we both give our closing thoughts on what we think they should do. Um, apparently, yeah. Mark doesn't agree with my idea, but I'm stick I'm sticking I, with it. I'm sticking to my guns. You watch like tomorrow, like Disney to counter like the Harry Potter. Hagrid animatronic they're going to reveal like Indiana Jones riding a dinosaur and I'll just and I'm going to rub it in your face I'll be I'll be like I'm like okay I'm done every single update I'll at you on Twitter you can't forget Harrison Ford riding a a triceratops or something crazy like that I think Harrison Ford's in I don't care mode so he would totally come and do whatever for it maybe it also I mean and realistically it also depends on what they plan on doing with uh the upcoming movies yeah um yeah i guess really quickly then um uh we were gonna maybe talk about the toy story restaurant but there's really not much to talk about other than the fact that they're adding a sit-down restaurant in toy story land uh gonna be around where the woody figure is um go to orlando i would recommend going to orlandoparkstop.com to see the concept art but beyond that there's really just not much to talk about um but i did want to touch on the sonic trailer and the the backlash and then the director's like vow to change the character design because i don't know about you but um i think it's a very you know there's a lot of talk about oh maybe this was their plan maybe they have the good version already made and they made a terrible version of sonic to drum up like because then, you know, they, like the saying goes, like even bad publicity is, you know, good publicity or whatever. Um, so then it brought people's attention and then they come out, that, like, they you know, they come across as like the knight in shining armor, like, we've heard your cries, we're going to change it. I don't think that's the case. I think that's a little... I mean, I will say that's a conspiracy theory that while I don't think is the case, I, it's not that far out there, in my opinion. I think it's maybe the certainly possible. I think it's possible. I just I think that the backlash over if that came out would be even worse than you know like if for some reason a, a someone working at the studio released a document or something that was like we're gonna fake and you know we're gonna fake this whole thing and do it as a publicity stunt that would hurt the movie more than that's true and you know, that would be an incredibly an hard thing to keep everyone's mouth shut about. That yeah. they made the whole movie a good way, and then they released like a fake trailer. Essentially, that'd be yeah. pretty impossible to keep quiet. I think that would do more damage. But assuming that conspiracy is not true, uh, number one, I agree. Yes, the character design is horrific. Um, I, I I keep seeing people blame the animators, but I just want to say, do not blame the animators because they're they're taking orders. You know, depending on the director and the studio, a lot of the times they don't have a lot of creative freedom you know so we can't assume because i just don't like it when people pick on the people that are doing the hard, <clears throat> excuse me the hard work because we don't know you know maybe they had an, an amazing maybe they had an amazing character rendering and the studio is like nope go with this this creepy human teeth thing 
And maybe they're just going to be like, hey, guys, you were right. Can you bring up the sketches that you showed us, you know, how, 10 how, months ago? How vindicating slash annoying do you think it is to those animators that I I bet absolutely raised their concerns about how terrible it looked multiple times only to oh, after that. the trailer comes out to be told, I mean, yeah, you were right, but now you got to redo everything. Yeah. It would be like the most frustrating victory of all time because, number one, you probably have a um, – NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, so you can't say anything. And it would just be a big case of, I told you so, but you can't because obviously you could be fired and like that, you know, when yeah. you're not like, um, but assuming there's, I guess it'll, maybe people will come out about it later and talk about maybe they, maybe they did have another version. Cause that's, I think there could be a middle ground where maybe they had another version that they half animated or something that it'll be easier than just starting from scratch. I I, agree, I don't know how you feel about this, but I've heard that realistically, you know, there's that image floating around that's pretty incredible where it's mm-hmm. someone at a studio who like did their version of how he should look. And to me, that's perfect. I think we'll get a ha- an in-between because I don't think they're going to go all the way to like change his stature because that's going to mess with the eye lines of the actors and um, and, I mean, that would just be, I can't imagine they're going to redo the entire I, movie. I, I, think I think it'll be the face. That's what, that's yeah, it. I think we talked about it. I just don't see them redoing, I mean, and I think you said this too. I think the face is the biggest problem, but I think right. the, the body is a almost equally big the issue. Whole thing's, I, there's no, I don't, maybe his hair color. That's like the only thing they got right. But like his, and I'm not like a diehard Sonic fan. I grew up with the Sonic games. I, I wasn't looking forward to the movie because I kind of expected it to be another Smurfs kind of like, you know, bringing the characters into our world kind of nonsense. Um, so I'm not like a diehard who's like devastated. I just think, I just can't imagine how, who thought that looked good. His hands, his feet, his, I mean, almost everything is just like, who thought this was a a good idea to take so i mean i guess they were going for photorealism and they thought it ha- i don't know i don't know but what they were thinking uh, i mean i'm not a sonic fan at all I, I was a crash bandicoot kid but i mean it's it's funny because this is a movie where like everyone has been saying since they first announced it like he's gonna look terrible it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. awful and i mean i think it was worse than anybody expected oh yeah because yeah, I, I agree, because it's just, it's everything. It's the face, it's the eyes, it's the hands. It's the, I mean, it's just, there's really, like I said, I mean, I guess the hair color is good, but that's kind of just reaching where he just looks so weird and unappealing, and it's like this weird uncanny valley thing. Like, I don't know why, but when he's, like, stretching at the beginning of the trailer, it just creeped me out. Like, I don't know why. It was just too human, childlike in terms of his height and proportions but then i don't know it was i like the meme floating around of the jumanji kid you know like when he became the monkey yeah kind of reminded me of that i i just i guess the only thing i'll say is that even if they do completely fix him like say they completely redo it yeah i I still think this movie is gonna be a huge pile of garbage so i don't know how much it matters yeah that that's what i think is kind of funny where I honestly don't even know if it would affect the box office revenue because the audience is going to be kids. They're not, you know, they don't care. Um, if it, you know, if it ends up getting like a, you know, a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, 
regardless of the character design, I don't think a lot of... I just don't think it's going to have a huge effect on the box office. It, Like you said, if it's a crappy movie, it doesn't. It almost doesn't matter. Well, it depends on how crap, crappy. And that's the it's thing. Like, that Woody the movie bad. already had yeah. a decently high budget. Like It's like $90 million, which for one of these crap-tastic uh, Alvin and the Chipmunk squeakle-type movies, that's a decent budget. Yeah. And I, I mean, I honestly... Do you think it makes that back after... I mean... Another, who knows, a 40, 40, 50 million dollars in animation fixing this? Do you think it that's can make that back? Well, it also, because that's the thing where if they were having to redo the character model from scratch, that would be a night. I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine how much that would cost and time, especially since they only have six months. And usually this stuff gets started way earlier because, you know, that's why I don't think that's a realistic possibility. I just, I, but that's I could be wrong. What, but, but that's the issue because the way the internet thinks, once it comes out and it is a half measure, people are going to be pissed. Because they're going to be like, you said you were going to redo it. And it's not going to be good enough because it's not going to be that fan art. It's not going to look that way. But if it did, that's the thing I'm surprised in going back to what you said. I imagine there had to have been an animator of the hundreds and that maybe a thousands of people that worked on it. That said, like, uh, I think we're going to piss off a lot of the Sonic fans because this is just not even remotely, you know, he's, he already looks cartoony, so why not just make him close to the movie? Um, but they had to, there had to have been someone. So I don't know. I, I would love to get the inside scoop one day of someone who was involved and see the emails of like who, you know, maybe, maybe the person who approved it had never seen a Sonic game. I, I don't know. It, I, I'm very confused about how how it managed to like get to where it got without someone being like everything's off the eyes are off like i, I mean, think it'll I, be the face but you know. i hope this bombs or seriously i i i don't know what it is about video game movies that are so hard for people to get right but it's I don't like know either maybe it's maybe you have to do one to because it's easy i think to be like oh i could do that better but maybe there's some weird thing that's just impossible or something. I don't know. I, I know, but there's some of the, there's some video games like like the Laura Croft movies, right? Like that yeah. is like the most movie-ish idea ever. It's not something that needs to be a video game. And still, we've had three Laura Croft movies. Two have been absolute dog. They've been terrible. Uh, yeah. And the newest one was mediocre at best. And it's like you know, I I get it with like if you're gonna make a Warcraft movie or a Mortal Kombat movie. That's one where it's it's a little rough, where it doesn't translate exactly. Yeah. But there's so many movies they've made, like Assassin's Creed and stuff. That movie was absolute garbage. Where yeah. that that's a that's a idea made for the screen, and, it and really it's still is. it's still bombed, and it was terrible, and nobody can get it right. Like there really hasn't been a single. There's got to be a reason. For I mean, you know, I always think there's got to be a reason why. Because you're right. Like they're all, they always just fall short, even when they seem like surefire. Hits. I heard. I didn't see it, but I heard the new Laura Croft. Laura Croft. Because everyone gets mad when you say Laura. Laura Croft movie. I heard it was like the better of movie game. I mean, yeah, it was. Movie. It was yeah. okay. But that was. But but that's the thing in the in the world of video game movie adaptations. Okay, is like Citizen Kane. Um, yeah. I just. I don't know exactly what it is. I wonder if it's just. Especially. I mean, I think we're, the good news is we're probably starting to move away from that. But especially up until recently, probably most of Hollywood does not have any respect for video games and doesn't think they yeah. could tell a story. So they treated any movie based around one like a joke. 
uh, and that probably is a, at least a decent sized part of it. Well, that's um, why I've always it's always kind of gone. I've heard it was uh, in production and out of production. I think if done right, and I know they've said this about every video game movie, but a Bioshock movie would be incredible if they did it right. Because I, mean, I love the Bioshock uh, franchise. I love that those games. That and, and uh, Zelda, if they did it right, but they'd be, I don't know. I don't know if they could do it. I mean, there's a lot of great. I mean, Resident Evil. Gosh, I would love a actually quality franchise about those movies. Uh, same with um, Dead Space. Same with I mean, Uncharted. That's another one where it's like every time, and that, that's I think we've talked about this how they don't release many like Indiana Jones type movies, right? Which is weird because every time they do come out with one, people love them. National Treasure, The First Mummy, like those are movies people talk about all the time because they're yeah. one of the few you know, that genre of movies that have come out in the last couple decades. And on the Uncharted franchise is like a surefire hit, you know? And yeah. for some reason, they still haven't done one. And I, I believe there's one in development, but I hope they get it right because I, I that'll really be like the first... I, I really... I don't think there's a single one that really got it completely right. Not no. that I can think of. But the, I guess the other problem, like, with... I mean, I say I'd love to see a Bioshock movie and Zelda but then if they made it and it was terrible I would be I'd give up because I love those uh game series and but do you care like if it's bad it doesn't affect I don't care I, I guess I just I would really want of all the games to be uh, that have been movies though those to be great I just don't know those are just I think there was a really good argument and it's terrible because I can't remember who or what it was about but it had to do with why they don't transition well because video games, the whole point of them is for you to feel as if you're taking part in this adventure. And it's just really hard to do that when you're having to write a ton of, um, you know, dialogue for the main character. Or, or I guess it's more when you aren't in, uh, you're I not think, the one making the choices. I think, that's, I think that's a garbage excuse. I mean, all, all you're using for the movie is the concept, you know? Like, uh, a Laura Croft Tomb Raider, how, how is that a hard-to-adapt-to-film concept? It, it's not. That, that's that's just the truth. It's not. Like, the games are fun because, yeah, you're in those shoes, but you can also still make a fun adventure movie out of that same character. I mean, I really... It depends on the, on the game, too. On the, on the, you know... That's true. The genre of the game. I mean, I, did you see Assassin's Creed? Uh, no, I... That movie I, was <laughs> bafflingly bad, and it's like I saw enough to know, and, and I read enough to be like, okay, maybe one day I'll watch it. I have nothing else to do. Um, Same with I the do Warcraft like movie. Gosh, I just ugh. Which one? War Warcraft. It came out uh, twenty sixteen. I need to I see that because I really like the director Duncan Jones, and I heard I don't know. There are some people that really loved it. I hate, I hated it. It was one of those movies. For at least for me, it was one of those movies where. You know, Red Letter Media talks about it all the time with the DC, the early DC movies, where you just feel like you're getting assaulted with, like, stuff blowing up constantly. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole movie where it was just so much, you're just like, this is so dumb, I just can't. Uh, and that, yeah. that's how that there movie was, felt with There was me. a lot of hope for that one, too. Yeah, I remember uh, people being hyped. Know. I remember people being hyped about Assassin's Creed, too, because Michael Fassbender, in everything I've seen him in, he's been great. And, I mean, he wasn't the issue with that movie. Um, yeah. But do you, do you agree that that's a stupid, kind of a dumb excuse? Uh, like, I mean, for some games, sure, but, I mean, you can't say, you can't use that with, like, Laura Croft. I mean, or I, La I, Lara? It's, it's an excuse. I'm just saying that's what I've 
heard is part of the the issue that the experience doesn't always translate well. But that doesn't. But do you think it's you know, valid, that does, I guess But that doesn't equal bad writing. But I think there's a difference between you know, an, or a bad plot, which those have. I think, but that's where it's interesting because then you have a movie like Sonic where, um, unless they did a movie in Sonic's world where you had all the characters and it was like an animated film, I think that could work. But I think pretty much any type of, you know, the Bioshocks and the Zeldas, those are different because that's a whole other ballgame. But I think any, almost any of those, like bringing the characters into our world, almost all of those fail because they're always just filled with terrible humor. And I don't know, like I love Jim Carrey. Um, I, he's in a lot of my favorite comedies, but um, I don't know if it was his character choice or the writing or what, but nothing he said was funny. Like that whole interrupting thing is such a 90s trope. It's not funny. It's not funny to be the character to just constantly interrupt someone and make weird faces and gestures. And I mean, the last shot where it shows him as Dr. Robotnik, like fully transformed, gives me hope that maybe it'll be at least entertaining or maybe it'll pull a, well, I don't want to, I won't say it to ruin it, but it will pull a, what's another movie that I can say? Something else where they don't show anything in the trailers and then you go into the movie and what we saw in the trailers was like 10% and then it becomes amazing, but... I mean, that's Endgame. And the Endgame trailers. I guess you didn't watch them before you saw the movie, but... Um, well, that's what I was hinting at. I just, I guess that's not a spoiler, but well, pretty much. No, like, because I mean, well, I guess it's it's a spoiler if you haven't watched any of the trailers, but... Um, yeah, but yeah, like nothing. I guess oh, yeah, no, like, Jurassic World. That's what I meant. That was my example. Where in the trailers you only see like forty percent of the movie, and the rest, or at least in the early trailers. Uh, but, but yeah, um, I, I just I, I actually would agree. Now that now that you say that, and maybe if that's what they're talking about, I would agree. When it comes to movies like trying to make a Mario movie or something, then I would agree that yeah, the the subject matter might be a little limiting because Mario as a character isn't exactly. Uh, the reason you play those games he's not well-rounded he doesn't have a lot of uh yeah he's, he's not a depthful character yeah exactly um but yeah i guess i would agree when it comes to that but those are i mean it's like that that's different though because i'm the biggest crash bandicoot fan there is but if they made a crash bandicoot movie i would not care i i don't yeah. i don't care i don't i don't need a crash bandicoot movie because I, I don't play those games because uh i connect with right. uh crash i, I don't uh, to be completely honest, but I agree. Honest. I think Uncharted and Knock on Wood. I think that would be, that would be so hard to mess up because those movies are pretty, or those games are pretty much movies, anyways. You know, like yeah, they're incredible. So I feel like that would be really hard to mess up. They'd probably find a way, but um, so those, yeah, I think that's that that's not an, an, uh, an excuse because it's just a fun adventure movie with clever writing and and that's why I love those games because they're very much like Indiana Jones because they stopped making Indiana Jones games and the one that was supposed to come out never did it got canceled back in the Xbox 360 era but that'd be pretty hard to mess up but I think it's with the Sonics or the Crash Bandicoots or those kinds of ones that are almost destined to fail unless they go in with it just to have like I said I'm hoping maybe Sonic could be one of those. I don't know if I'm going to see it. It's one of those movies where usually there's a movie where it's like, I'll see it regardless. But if it comes out and it's just like everyone's saying, it's a, it's like another Smurfs movie or another Alvin, I probably will wait for it to pop on Netflix. And even then, I don't know. 
but maybe they're showing just a fraction of it and the the rest of it takes place in Sonic's world and it's really fun. But I don't know. It's just not a good sign when they're having to change the look of their character like, what, five and a half months before it's released? Posters. Well, I, I mean, everything. Merchandise. I guess, I guess the benefit cup, is... Burger King cups. <laughs> that's the big, that's the like big every, issue. That's the big issue are the Burger King cups. Every single thing that they put his face on either has to be redone you know what i mean like it's uh, hopefully just, they weren't dumb crazy. enough to do uh too much merch yet it, I, I don't know how early that stuff gets done but yeah that's but at least five the face out. i think well, we I, I don't know at least at least the good news is if we're gonna if we're gonna be positive is that sonic fans definitely aren't used to are definitely aren't um strangers to terrible installments in uh, the franchise I, I, I have a friend, uh, JC, um, JC Backfire. He's like a big Sonic guy, and I know we used to talk about it all the time, but, I mean, it was always weird listening to him talk about how much of a Sonic fan he was because from the way he explained it, like, two-thirds of the releases have been pretty bad. And then there's yeah. just, like, some that are great, but so much of it is just terrible versus, like, you know, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Like, almost every game they've released other than a couple have been amazing so, I mean, and there's definitely some franchise loyalty there, but... Yeah, I think as long as they maybe meet people halfway, I guess the thing is I don't know how much this would even affect the box office because it's not like a... I don't know. It'd be I like just if think the Smurf design bomb. came out weird. And don't I don't you? think more or less people would have seen the Smurfs if it, you know... I mean, they did look like the movie or the cartoons, but... I don't know. I'm I'm more curious just to see how this is all going to play out. You know, whether the movie is great and then you're like, oh, wow, maybe it's a huge surprise. And then you go like, oh, had the character not been changed, it would have been awful. You know, like it'll be curious to see how all this plans out, how much they end up changing. When will they show his redesign? You know, like will they do like a, a competition? Like, you know, vote on the new... Uh, Sonic look because you know, I don't know well that's Maybe it higher, we're, you know? we're kind of back to square one we're essentially just waiting for a first trailer again um, which is hilarious that um, maybe I'm underestimating the power of Sonic fans I just have a feeling this movie is going to like bomb like be one of the biggest box office bombs of the year well it should have come out in the 90s that's the problem you can get away with that kind of hokiness I guess you couldn't have with the CGI back then but it's weird to release a Sonic movie now of all times i think they made five alvin and the chipmunks movies so maybe maybe there's something we're missing because they just kept making those and so they must have been at least moderately successful yeah i mean they paid neil patrick harris to be in a smurfs movie yeah that's true i generally stay away from those but i think it's an I, i just find it like a really interesting um position that they're in and having to I don't think it's really happened like this before in any other instance of the them saying, oh, yep, you guys hated it, so we're going to redesign our character. And then we're left to wonder, well, how much are they actually going to change? How much of the you know design is going to be different? Well, I know Red Letter Media has talked about it, but I'm sure Hollywood just hates the internet because probably they can effectively well, kill a movie before... They can effectively kill a movie six months before it even comes out. Um, which I think they realized is what was going to happen with Sonic, so then they did this, and I don't think it was out of the goodness of their hearts. Actually, I know it wasn't, 
yeah. was. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm interested too. I'm I, I'm I I wanted to talk about this too, just because, man, that trailer was just a, just. I mean, even if they hadn't said they were gonna fix it, I still wanted. <laughs> I was still wanted to talk about the trailer just because it was so ridiculously bad. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even understand what is. I mean, I I like the song. I always think of uh, Weird Owls. Uh, Amish Paradise, because I grew up with that one. But what does Gangster's Paradise have anything to do with Sonic or anything that, in the movie, in the trailer, I mean? Yeah, when, when you say it, it's funny because I'm, like I said, I'm not a Sonic person. So when I watched it, I remember, when I watched it for the first time, I remember thinking it was creepy. But I didn't think anything else because I didn't really know what Sonic was supposed to look like or like what fans were expecting. I knew he didn't look, I knew what he looked like in the games, but I didn't know what people were expecting. And only after did I see that everyone was all the diehard fans were freaking out. I mean, I thought it looked terrible, but I mean, I don't know what fans want. Um, but I remember being, I remember watching the trailer and just being like, this is a horrible trailer. What is this song? Like it did not fit anything. Like yeah. there's just too much incompetence going on with, uh, who, whoever's the head honcho over there. And I, I bet it was like a running joke with the animators. Just like the Wait, whole time they they're doing it. Oh God. I bet they're just dreading them releasing the trailer. Yeah, they probably had, like, a, a bet going on in the office, like, how bad the reaction would be and, like, how, how much it would take to get them to redo it. Um, hopefully, though, because I've seen this, I know that there have been situations in the past where over time with animators, um, they were not compensated. I think that was with Life of Pi, where, yeah, the visuals were amazing, but I think the, the uh, production house that did the animation... Um, were put out of business because they weren't compensated properly for the um, overtime that it required. So hopefully there's no uh, production house being like screwed over by this because that would make me more upset than the character design if it's like, oh, you know, you're not going to get paid extra, but you're going to work extra to get this done on time. Well, I hope, uh, I hope, any animators that ever get asked to do that don't don't put up with it. Um, it, it would be funny if when, when the movie comes out, if uh, in the list of credits underneath animators, it's all just Alan Smithy. Nobody wanted their name connected to it, so they all yeah. just used uh, the, the the fake name. I, yeah, I wouldn't like, want my name tied to this movie if I'm being completely John honest. Smith. So I'm curious to see if it'll be like a mediocre, like eh, it's fine if you're you know want something to watch, or if it'll be like you know like a like a two percenter on Rotten Tomatoes, or when I think it's going to be an like, emoji you know. movie again. I, I think we're I think we're at that level. Yeah, for me it was just like none. I mean, character design aside, just none of the jokes, if you can call them jokes, hit at all. Maybe I mean I kind of smiled at the whole joke where Sonic was in the bag, I guess. But even to me, that was I was kind of reaching at that point, like for something that was legitimately amusing. They yeah. got the sound effects right. That was the best part of the trailer, I think. Actually, I think the trailer peaked at the very beginning when the rings went around the logo. I think that was yeah. like the only cool thing. I was like, oh, that's cute. And then the rest of the trailer was just awful. Not not, yeah. not to be too negative about the critically acclaimed Sonic movie. Um, you never know. could see it at the Oscars next year. I wouldn't doubt best it. Best, I best mean, animated who, film. Who would have guessed uh, 10 years ago or 11 years ago that... Uh, people would be calling for uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man to win an Oscar. I certainly wouldn't right. have. But right. uh, I think, we, I think we've exhausted yep. the Sonic topic. <laughs> I, I think so, too. I think it's run its course. So, um, yeah, so uh, if you've made it this far, thanks, everyone, for uh, 
making it this far? What should we have them uh, post on Twitter this week? Like a yeah, you got to choose. I choose. I chose the last two. Let me see. Well, since we ended on it, how about uh, the uh, Jumanji Sonic meme that's going around? Let's see. If, let's see if that can pop up because I think that's pretty hilarious. Um, you should probably explain to said, them what what they actually are supposed to do because. If, the, if this oh, is the right. first time they made it to the end if, of the podcast, they're like, why is he talking about the Jumanji if, uh, Sonic We've been doing this thing where if you make it to the end of the podcast, just to see how many people actually make it to the end and um, whatnot, we'll have you guys tweet at us a certain meme. Uh, last week it was Thanos, and then before that it was uh, Emperor Palpatine. So this week, if you made it all the way to this point, uh, if you're aware of them, or at least any, son- let's just say any, any Sonic meme, because there's a lot of them out there and they're all hilarious and I know I haven't seen all of them. So just tweet at us a Sonic meme and uh, then we'll, we'll know. And um, the other thing I always forget to say, and Quinn always has to remind me, is that if you did enjoy the podcast, make sure to go to iTunes and leave a rating and a written review because those really do help, uh, especially since this has uh, been revamped and um, it just helps get the word out there and it helps to uh, increase the presence on iTunes. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to have to say. Yeah, I guess all I'll say is because this would probably be helpful is Mark's Twitter is yester underscore world and mine is yester underscore world underscore Q just so they know where to find us if they're going to tweet us Sonic memes. But yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Good talk. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Yesterworld podcast.